Welcome to the SBJ iFactor. I'm Abe Madcor, and today I'm joined by Megan Hughes Allison, who is Managing Director, Brand Strategy and Experiences of Underdog Venture Team. Megan has years of sports business experience, including more than 15 years at Genesco Sports Enterprises, where she consulted with such big sports brands like Pepsi and Advanced Auto Parts, and she worked on such partnerships like uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s historic deal with Mountain Dew and so many others. She was an SBJ Game Changer in 2019 and joined Underdog Venture Team just last year. She joins us today from her home in North Carolina. Megan, good to see you. Welcome to the iFactor. Thanks for having me, Abe. It's uh, exciting to be here. Well, as we do always on the iFactor, we start with uh, people's growing up in their youth. So I know you grew up in the state of Kansas. I know you're a hardcore Chiefs fan, so congratulations. But tell me about your youth and how that influenced your path. Sure. So as you said, I was I was born in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, my parents moved us out to the suburbs of Shawnee Mission, Kansas, when I was in first grade. So I uh, definitely grew up as a minority in the vast uh, suburban Kansas fields, but had a really, really great childhood. A lot of good friends. Uh, most of my family is in the Kansas City area. I, uh, I went uh, to, I started doing gymnastics when I was uh I think seven years old and became a competitive gymnast. So I competed gymnastics from second grade until until I graduated from high school. And that played a huge role in, I think, who I am today, both personally and professionally, uh, the commitment and dedication that I had uh, to commit to that sport, uh, the competitive drive that, that I got from that sport um, definitely plays a role in, in who I am today. But I also grew up in a family of entrepreneurs my dad uh, ran a real estate development and uh, property management company that was actually started by my great grandfather. Um, he saw a need uh, in the minority community to to have resources and services for housing, and so that's been a part of my my upbringing as well. That entrepreneurial spirit, that drive to uh, to not only give back to the community but to to build and grow, which is I think uh, what led me to Underdog. Um, you know, having the opportunity to have equity and ownership in business. Did you think, Megan, though, when you went through high school and even into college that you'd be in the sports business or was uh, another field you were interested in? So I thought I would be in the sports business, but I thought I'd be an orthopedic surgeon. I went to Hampton University as a biology major, and I knew at that time that I wanted to do um, sports in orthopedics. So I did an internship with an orthopedic surgeon. I think it was the first fall break of my freshman year of college. And the, the surgeon took me into three procedures. I saw a total knee replacement and passed out. <laughs> I saw a total hip replacement and passed out. And then he took me into um, just releasing like a little tendon and a thumb, and I got lightheaded. So he sat me down and quite generously told me that um, this might not be the field for me. He didn't discourage me, but he uh -huh. just pointed out the obvious. <laughs> so I, I still graduated. Uh, I ended up transferring to Old Dominion, graduated with a degree in exercise science and sports medicine, and um, moved to Chicago to go to grad school 
at Northwestern for physical therapy, but life happened and things changed. And I, um, I ended up on the marketing side of sports versus the medicine side of sports. And talk about that transition, because I know you had some other prior agency work. I believe they were small agencies prior to joining Genesco, but what, what excited you about that area? And what did kind of that aha moment, like, this is where I want to be? Yeah, I, I try to think through what the aha moment is. I, I had a lot of really unique experiences between that, that moment when I decided that I was not going to go into physical therapy uh, I had an opportunity to spend two years with the Chicago Bulls. I have two championship rings from the Bulls, and I was actually dancing as, as a lovable. But what happened during that time is my network expanded beyond belief, and the opportunity to see the sports side of the world, especially through the lenses of an organization like the Bulls at that time, uh, just got me excited about the business side of sports. And so I did have the opportunity to, to move to Dallas and work with Donnie Nelson, who had a small boutique uh, agency called Southside Sports Marketing. And through that experience, I, I, I built the, the um, I guess the skill sets of, of um, sponsorship, partnerships, event, event um, execution. I did a lot of his global event um, properties, helped with the Chinese national basketball teams, uh, Olympic training here in the US. So it just, it unlocked a lot of unique opportunities, which eventually led me to, to Genesco. And so great organizations individually in terms of the Bulls during that run. And then Donnie Nelson, who has such a experience in the basketball world, particularly learning from his dad and being in Dallas with the Mavericks for so many years. Was there a big career risk you took during that time? Like was moving to Dallas the risk or was joining Genesco the big risk? So each, each step was, you know, somewhat of a risk because you're stepping into the unknown, but the two biggest risks I think I made in my career um, were not joining Genesco. Joining Genesco was great. And I grew up in sports and learned so much uh, from that organization. I had been with Genesco for six months. I was working on the Radio Shack account at the time. They were official partner EA, and they had uh, 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 NASCAR relationships with Texas Motor Speedway. And I'd been there for about six months and, and and Genesco team asked me if I would move to New York and, and take on the support of their PepsiCo's motorsports program. And I, that, was a, that was a tough decision for me to leave Dallas and, and go to New York and then to step into this big brand of PepsiCo and support and lead their motorsports, which I didn't have a lot of experience at the time uh, in motorsports. I didn't understand the, the full ecosystem of NASCAR, but I took the risk and, and I moved and it was the best decision I could have made in terms of um, propelling my, my career in, in the right direction. Megan, why? Why was that such a good decision? I mean, there's so many attributes there. Yeah, I mean, one, just to, to work on a brand and with a company like PepsiCo, uh, I touched so many, um, so many properties between the Hendrick Motorsports relationships with Jeff Gordon and Dale Jr. and Chase Elliott. At the time when I joined the, the PepsiCo Motorsports business, we had the whole ISC relationship. So multiple tracks, multiple race entitlements, uh, being able to 
work with Pepsi on product development that supported their NASCAR platforms. It was just such a huge learning opportunity for me. And then personally, making the move to New York um, was was good. It helped build confidence uh, in me that you know I could step out and and go be successful on my own accord. And um, it was just it was great. It, it's it certainly um, set the trajectory for for all that was to come. Yeah, because like when I would see you at different events, you were in the middle of some very exciting elements of sport and sports business, always at the highest level. And so you learn from the brand side, the property side, the agency side. So you were in the mix of so many things. And then when you left Genesco to go to Underdog, which which as a startup really at that at that time, like what went through your mind there in terms of almost not reinventing yourself, but really pushing yourself to do something different? It definitely is a reinvention because I spent so many years doing this, not doing the same thing, because that's such, that is so not true. I did so much with not only PepsiCo, but as you mentioned, with advanced auto parts and some great clients here in this market with Bojangles and Atrium Health and across motorsports and NBA and soccer. So I've gotten to touch so many different pieces of the business that stepping away from that into this unknown of the world of underdog was extremely scary. But I had conversations with multiple people, including you, I think, just to understand, like, what, who am I in this industry? Um, you know, what do I bring to the table? And once I, once I went through that exercise of, of understanding my value, uh, not only to the clients that I had worked with previously, but just to um, my, like, my future, like, the value that I can bring to helping underdog, helping this startup and having the confidence to step out and stretch my skill set and having the opportunity to step into the room now as an equity owner uh, was, you know, was really exciting to me, but I had to get past the, the anxiety and the imposter syndromes and all of those things that, you know, you naturally go through when you're making a big change which so many people face, but you've taken that that leap. And uh, like you said, uh, feeling the sense of equity in any organization has to be a different sense uh, for you and it would for anyone. And during your path, you've seen so many things and you've also seen a lot of successful leaders in the sports business and the brand side and the agency side. Talk a, few, talk a minute about the traits you see in successful leaders or leaders that you admire. Yeah, so... When I think about that question, there's there's so many definitions of success, first of all. But I think the one thing, if I look at everyone and whatever it was that we're counting as their success, there was certainly uh, this element of, of just confidence and humility at the same time. So I think being able to, to hold both of those equally allows you to, uh, one, like, have empathy and, and work uh, well across all levels of, you know, from senior executives down to your coordinators. So if you're, if you're confident in what you're doing, if you know what you're doing and you're, you have humility at the same time, uh, you, you are able to relate to and work with everyone that you touch along the way. And what I learned later in my career, this notion of being fully present I recognize that I notice that now in the people that I admire um, 
that the successful people that I admire, they are truly present. When I sit down and, and have a conversation with them, they are very engaged in listening. And I like, like I said, I recognize that later in my career because I probably wasn't present. My um, stepping out and making a change and going to underdog has also allowed me to be more present. And I'm recognizing that now in people around me. So yeah, confidence, humility, and, and being present. Yeah, um, I think I love that one because Megan, you and I have both, you know, been at industry events and you're talking to some people and you can get a sense that they're not present in the yeah. conversation per se, uh, or in a meeting or in any type of conversation. And so you're absolutely right. That sense of like being focused and being in that moment is important. And that kind of leads me to a thought of like, you're also been involved in so many negotiations. Uh, probably some tough negotiations. And I think one of the fascinating things in the sports business, because it's small, we both know people on the same side, you know, negotiations can go sideways. So I'm curious, how did you handle it when negotiations were going poorly? I'm really fortunate that everyone that I have had to negotiate against is also still a friend. <laughs> so oh, that's good. It's, it's, you know, uh, relationships are first and foremost um, what is going to set the foundation for a good negotiation. So if we have respect for each other, we know that we're both here to win, but there's no reason that it can't be a win-win. If you approach it from that perspective, uh, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to be any easier, but at the end of the day, we're going to negotiate against each other. We're going to go home to our families. We're going to come back and we're going to negotiate against each other again. We're people that are all just trying to win. And so, you know, starting with the relationship, understanding what everyone is trying to accomplish. And then, I mean, at the end of the day, you still, you still gotta, you still gotta get what your client wants um, for the right value and make sure that it's a successful relationship. So you have to manage um, a negotiation, not going too astray or too wrong, because then you won't have a successful partnership, you know, once the deal is done. So yeah, I, I think it's, it's rooted in the relationship and just respect for the person on the other side of the table. Has not always been easy, but. And, and I do think what I know about you, and I think people would echo it is like, Megan Hughes Allison is, in, is known as an incredibly nice person. So you can't let people take advantage of you for being too nice in any negotiation, right? And so. You're right. It's, it's almost worked in my favor. I have, I have had people say, I can't stand when I have to negotiate against Megan because she's so nice right, right, and I don't right. want to say no to her. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, actually. All right, so we're going to finish up here with some fun ones or more, maybe a couple more light, breezy questions and then finish up on career not advice question, which we always get some good answers on as well. But I do want to, go, I do want to know like how you get away from it all. What's your style to just decompress? Um, what relaxes you and, and how do you do it? I've gotten better at that because um, I used to just be like 100% in and going all the time and checking my phone and and I've had a couple moments of reflection where I might have been checking my phone during dinner and my daughter's like, you know, visibly trying to get me away from my device. So those little moments have led me to, as I was saying earlier about, I've just made a conscious decision to be present and uh, focus on myself. So I said, this year has kind of been my, my Shonda Rhimes year of yes. I don't know if you read that book. 
but she she wrote a book um, called The Year of Yes, and I read it years ago. But this year, I'm saying yes to a lot of things, like yes to being present and 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 building underdog and being successful there. I said yes to doing a mini Spartan race. I don't know how I agreed to that, but I am training weekly to do a mini Spartan race. And I said yes to starting tennis just because I know. So just give me a couple more months and then I can get out there with you, Abe. But I recognized there were things that I wasn't doing because I, I didn't allow myself to say yes to doing them. Now I can get away. I love it. I'm, I'm happy. There's such a good um, thread of life that includes work, includes my family, includes some of my passion points. And, and um, I just had the mindset to get me there and I'm having fun. I love it. I love the mindset to get, you said yes to the I factor. I love that too. I said so yes to the I factor because I knew I'd get to talk to you. <laughs> that's important. That's important. I think that's a great mindset. In terms of, you probably get this a ton. Uh, Megan, talk to my uh, son or daughter. They want to. They want your job. They want to work in the sports business. They want to be owner of a football team. They want to work for the uh, NFL. What would your advice and what is your advice to young people who want to get involved in the sports business? So there's the advice that I got and did not follow. That was get yourself a sales job because if you're selling tickets or selling, if you're bringing money into the company, you're valuable and you'll you'll have a job. But what I have told people that I, I speak with is um, one, just you, it seems so basic, but you have to be smart and knowledgeable. Like there's so many people that want to work in this business. And if you're telling me that you want to work in the business because you are a fan of sports, then, you know, get in line. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that are fan of sports, but if you're smart and you understand the business and you're staying up to up to date on what's happening in this industry around you, that's just going to give you um, the advantage over all these other people who just are a fan of sports. I would also say just being confident. It's just it's so cliche, but being confident in who you are and um, just showing up as yourself is not something I did originally, you know, I was, I was always so anxious and felt like I had to like be, be someone um, that, that I was supposed to be in a room and, and not just really be comfortable in myself and confident in what I knew. Um, I think this younger generation doesn't have as much uh, challenge as I think we did in terms of um, feeling like we had a place and belonged in, in the, in the boardroom. So um yeah, just showing up as yourself and being confident. But, but quick follow-up on that. How long did it take for you to feel com comfortable and confident in those meetings that you've participated in for so many years? I think, one, because I had the opportunity to work on PepsiCo's business for so long. Um, I, I really understood their business. I grew with my colleagues that were inside the Pepsi building, growing with them. So I was just very comfortable in my setting. Uh, but I will, I will say, and not because I'm talking to you and SBJ, but that moment when I got recognized as a game changer was, was really important to me because you, you're churning and working in the industry for so long and you're not doing it for recognition, but when the industry takes a moment to actually acknowledge it, it's like, okay, I, I get it. Like 
I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it well. I'm respected for doing it. And, and it's good to, to hear that. That also comes from the people that you're working with and around. So I, I want to make sure that the people that I'm working, that are working on my team uh, are built up and not broken down because that's just another way to help people become more confident in their skill sets and their place in the room. You said you didn't take the advice that someone would have said in terms of getting sales, but was there a piece of advice you got from any mentor or anybody within your journey in sports or whatever uh, that did sit with you and you followed? Yes, um, and she still gives me advice to this day of like really leaning into your your board of directors, like create your board of directors, create those people around you, identify what value they bring because it's they're each going to be very uniquely relevant to to me and and my career and my success, and, and don't be afraid to lean on them. I I. I am better now of calling people and picking their brains or asking their advice or letting them know I'm struggling with something uh, because it's okay. Like everyone is, is dealing with similar um, situations. So um, I, that advice was great. Build your, build your board and, and use your board. And I've certainly used that uh, with my mentee that I had last year, helped her build her board. Well, that's great advice. And as you embark on your year of yes, we hope that uh, mm -hmm. the Spartan race training and the event is successful. Hope the tennis game gets up to speed. We hope you stay yes to remaining present in every moment that you're in. Uh, and so we appreciate you, Megan Hughes-Allison, who was an SBJ game changer in 2019. Thanks for joining us today on the iFactor, and we will see you somewhere down the road. Thanks for having me, Abe. This was great.